Thank you, Commissioner. I think that last statement probably is accurate uh, with Bob. Um, appreciate your leadership and all you do for our league. I'm honored to be back at SEC Media Day again. Um, really excited about our team this year. Uh, we have a lot of experience coming back. We had eight of our juniors that seriously considered leaving early uh, to the NFL that chose to come back, and I really think that's where the core heartbeat of our team uh, is with those guys. They're very hungry. I feel like they've got something to prove, uh, and we have very good leadership. I brought three of our leaders with us uh, today that I'm real proud of. Uh, Derek Brown, our defensive tackle. Uh, some project him as a first-round pick. Uh, chose to come back, and when he chose to come back, it really started the rest of them uh, to do the same. Um, very well-rounded young man, Jason Witten, Man of the Year finals last year, Warful Trophy Award nominee, SEC Student Athlete Leadership Council, uh, member of the SEC Community Service Team, and the president of SAC. Uh, Derek is projected or will graduate in December, and I think that had a lot to do with him coming back. Uh, Marlon Davison, the defensive end uh, of ours, a very versatile player. He's capable of playing inside, too. And really, Marlon, I believe, is really one of the best overall football players uh, that we've had uh, come through Auburn my time there. Uh, he'll be a four-year starter, which is very rare up front at Auburn. He's a vocal leader, um, not just defense, offense, but really one of our team leaders, and he'll graduate in December also. Our offensive tackle, uh, Prince Tega Watanga, a very athletic young man. He came as a defensive end. We switched him to tackle about three and a half years ago, and he started for the last two and a half years and plays that left tackle position, and uh, you know he's projected uh, as a high draft pick. Uh, himself. He graduated this past December and he's working on his masters. But those three guys I'm, I'm very proud of. Uh, they're fine young men. They're Auburn men. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy getting to know those guys better. Uh, talking about this season offensively, you know, our big question is, is our quarterback situation. Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix, two freshmen, are fighting for the position. Uh, both of them are very athletic. They, they can create things when things break down. They got big time arms. And, uh, you know, both of them uh, really are hungry for the job. So, you know, we'll figure out in fall camp, you know, we'll name a starter, who get, which one of those guys give us the best chance of winning. Our running backs are all back. In our league, you can't have enough running back depth. Cam Martin, Booby Whitlow are really the veteran guys of that group. Our offensive line, all five starters are back. They're, they're, they're five seniors. Uh, they went through some growing pains last year. They got beat up, and uh, they kind of got an edge about them. And they went through spring against our defensive line, really held their own, and they got something to prove. And I uh, really feel really good about that group. Our wide receivers, uh, you know, we lost two of our top guys, but Will Hastings and Eli Stove are two veteran guys that two years ago were some of the best playmakers we had. They both were injured last year. We get them back. Uh, we had some outstanding freshman receivers that had big-time years that got experience. So we're really feeling good about our overall depth at wide receiver with the playmakers that we have. Defensively, I believe we've got a chance to be um, the best defense that we've had at least you know, in the uh, 10 years I've been at Auburn. So that, that's a really good feeling. And it really starts with our defensive line. And uh, the three guys that chose to come back, you know, with Derek Marlin and then the addition of Nick Cole, with the other guys they have, we really feel like we have a chance to be dominant on the defensive line. Uh, our linebackers, we did lose four seniors that were outstanding players, but we feel like uh, we're in really good shape with the leadership of K.J. Britt and Chandler Wooten.
we really don't think we'll, we'll miss a beat at the linebacker position. And in the secondary, we have them all back but one. And really the three seniors that, that are leading the way is Daniel Thomas, Javaris Davis, and Jeremiah Denson. They have some big, big game experience and a very confident group uh, had an outstanding spring. Special teams-wise, um, you know, we really improved uh, last year. I think we were second overall in special teams. We got most of our guys back. We have our kicker back in Anders Carlson. He was a true freshman last year. Thought he had a solid year. We really think he's set up to take that next step. Uh, our punter, Aaron Sippos, uh, came from Australia. He played Australian rules football. He had a great year. He didn't even know the rules until about halfway through the year. So really think he's got a chance to even uh, improve on that. And then, of course, our, our kick returner, Noah Ignomini, uh, you know, a dynamic kick returner the last uh, two years. And so we feel like he's going to be a really good weapon. You know, our schedule, once again, is one of the toughest in, in college football. But it's not a shock to our system. You know, I, I really believe we're used to it. And what we're really looking at it, it's a great opportunity opportunity for us and, and really that's our approach um, you know we kick off uh, against the Oregon Ducks and the Advocare Classic you know at Arlington Stadium uh, just found out uh, you know earlier this week that college game day will be there for that game that'll make it even that much more special and then you're looking at an Oregon team that uh, is one of the best teams in all of college football a lot of people are picking them to win their conference uh, some are picking to you know be in the final four their quarterback is one of the best uh, quarterbacks um, in all college football and so it'll be a great test for us we're really looking forward to seeing how we match up with them and of course you get into the SEC West play which I believe the SEC West is uh, the toughest uh, league uh, in the country and uh, it's a it's a grind and then we have a crossover opponent we go to Florida we hadn't been to Florida in a long time and uh, noticed that we're their homecoming opponent we hadn't been too many people's homecoming opponents uh, in the past uh, then we end it with uh, Georgia and Alabama both at home and of course two years ago that worked out pretty good you know um, this will be my 10th year at Auburn um, during that time, you know, we played for two national championships. We won one. We played for three SEC championships. We won two. And when I look at the team that we have this year, there's some of the same characteristics that those championship teams had. And that's what's exciting for me. Now, you got to win close games. You, you got to make plays, win the games on the line. You got to stay healthy. But I can tell you today, the exciting thing for me, like I tell my team, we got a chance. And uh, not every team in our league can say that. So real exciting times as far as that goes and really looking forward to coaching uh, this team this year. And, of course, lastly, we lost a very important member of the Auburn family two months ago, Rod Bramlett and his wife Paula were, was in a tragic uh, car wreck and uh, voice of the Auburn Tigers for over 20 years. And uh, he's a guy that you don't replace. And uh, he was just a blessing for me and our staff and I know all the other coaches at Auburn to work with. He's going to be very well missed, uh, tough guy to replace. And I just ask everybody keeps his family and their thoughts and prayers, not just now, but really the, this whole year. So questions. All right, thank you, Coach. If you have a question, please uh, raise your hand, and we'll get a microphone to you. I'd like to thank Amanda, Jordan, and Sarah for their work this week. Uh, when you do get a question, please stand, give your name and affiliation. So why don't we add to the record, start over here on the left with Bob. Uh, hey, hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, hey, Bob, Bob, doing Bob, great. Bob, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Oh, yeah. Got to do that because KT says it, you know. Um, Hey, you know, uh, you're the only coach left in the league who's beaten Nick Saban. You just rattled off all the championships you've been a part of. You've obviously had a lot of success at Auburn. And yet it seems like 
every other year, you know, if you guys slip the eight wins or whatever, there's talk about job, your job being in jeopardy, it's make or break, do or die, whatever cliche. How, how do you deal with that? How do you manage that personally with sure. your family, sure. with your team, with recruiting? You know, I've got a job that expects to win championships, and I expect to win championships. And I knew that when I signed up uh, for that. And the years that we win championships is good. The years we don't, it's hot seat this, hot seat that. And I think out of the six years, four have been the same rodeo. And, uh, you know, it's just part of the job description. And uh, we expect to win championships. I'm very excited about this year. And, you know, you ask how you deal with it. That's just part of being at a place that expects to win championships. Some places, eight, eight wins they celebrate. That's just not part of Auburn. You know, we're expecting to win championships, and we've done that. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have more championships in the future here, too. All right, we'll go right down here front on the left in the center out. WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Coach Malzahn, we're the home of Madison Academy football. Could you update us on Austin Troxel's injury recovery? I know he's had a lot of bad luck, and yeah. we're really all praying for him. And then also Malik Miller, he made some plays for you last year. What role do you foresee for him yeah. this season? Yeah, I'll start with Malik. I mean, Malik is a veteran guy. You know, he had a touchdown in the Iron Bowl. He gives us a lot of security, two-minute situations in all that and uh, he's done a solid job for us there's no doubt about that Austin Troxel that was a big blow for us um, Austin was our sixth offensive lineman uh, he was really like a starter and he had an ACL in the spring game very unfortunate what was a non-contact injury and he has had a lot of adversity but uh, you know Austin's a guy that uh, you know he's been through that before and he's got a lot of support around him he will be back Austin Trox will help us win a lot of games, and um, but that was a big blow for us. Coach, we'll go over here to the right. AP, let's near up. AP Stedham, WHEP, AM and FM, Foley, Alabama, the longest affiliate on the Tiger Network. Uh, Coach, do you believe the offensive line will be a strength for you this season? And how did Jack Driscoll make the transition to the SEC, and what do you envision for his future? Yeah, first of all, Jack Driscoll is an outstanding young man. Uh, he is a big-time college football player. I've got a lot of respect for him. He wasn't healthy most of the year. He had a little knee, and he kept biting through. He's a tough guy, smart guy. Uh, and to answer your question about our offensive line, yes, I do feel like our offensive line will be uh, a strength. Uh, this time last year, you know, I think we had 16 starts between the whole group. So we went through some growing pains, and you, you do that in this league. And that group got beat up and a lot of blame and, and all this. And when you go through adversity as a group, you either fold your tent or you, you roll your sleeves up. That's what that group did. They started playing good football probably the last quarter of the season last year, played very good in the bowl game. And then this spring, they held their own against our defensive line. And so they're a real confident group. We can make adjustments and uh, real, real pleased uh, going into the season with that offensive line. Coach, we'll go right in front of me, right here in front of us, four rows. Coach, uh, Matt Lowe with Lindy Sports. Uh, last year uh, on offense, you guys converted about 36% on third down. Uh, how important is it to improve on that number this season, and do you think having a guy that's more of a runner at quarterback will help that? 
you know, third down, uh, especially in our league, is is uh, vital uh, to keep drives alive. So, you know, the years we won championships, I think we've been in the 40s, and you know that that's definitely a goal of ours. Uh, you ask about the quarterbacks. I will tell you this about our quarterbacks. Our quarterbacks will be a run threat, and uh, you know when you have a run threat at quarterback, it really does change things from a defensive standpoint, and, and from a play caller standpoint, it gives you a lot more flexibility too. Okay, we'll go back over to this left section along the near aisle. Mark McLeod, Blitz Sports Radio. Coach, can you discuss Joey Gatewood? Uh, what are some of the things where you've seen him develop, and what are some of the things that, that you still need to see him work on? Yeah, Joey this spring, he really took the next step. Now, he broke his thumb uh, you know, early in the season last year, so he kind of was not in the mix. We played him a little bit in the bowl game, but you really saw a difference, a different person. Uh, step up in, in the spring and of course we went live one day with our quarterbacks and that really helped a lot of things from you know evaluation standpoint but uh, you know Joey's a big guy I mean, he's a big guy uh, he can run he's got a big arm um, and uh, you know I, I think he gives you a lot of versatility as a play caller. We'll go right here in front of us in the front row in the center section. Coach John Frary from CBS St. Augustine WAOC being that you've got two new quarterbacks battling and you haven't decided which one yet, how much more emphasis will there be put on the defense with Derek Brown and some of the experienced guys you have coming back? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think you look around college football, you know, the last few years, and there's been some very successful freshman quarterbacks. And if you really look, they've been their team has been really good around them. So really, that is one of our challenges and one of our goals. It's not just defensively, but offensively at every position. We need to be really good around whoever's going to be our starting quarterback, and that will help them, you know, grow and learn and get experience. Um, and you know, the thing about us with our schedule, I mean, our, our first part of our schedule is a man's schedule, and so we'll we'll need to grow up in a hurry. Okay, we'll go in the center section uh, along the right aisle. Justin Ferguson, The Athletic. Gus, uh, the team's motto this year has been ride for the brand. And I, I was just curious, who came up with that and what does that mean to you and your team uh, this season? Yeah, ride for the brand, I think it was a combination of, uh, you know, a lot of things. Uh, some of our, our coaches, some of our coaches that played at Auburn, understand Auburn, understand what we need to do, and some of our leaders. And really, it's just put Auburn first. Uh, you know, we're in a day and time that uh, is real selfish, um, and um, you know, we're just trying to get back to at Auburn. We play for the guy beside us, and so just putting Auburn first, whether it's a coach, whether it's a player, everything. And I think there's great power in that. And and we've got a lot of tradition. We got a lot of great players. And this whole off season has been really, uh, you know, dictated with that. And we've had all kinds of speakers, former players. We've had our former players that on our staff that coach, that won championships, getting in front of our, uh, you know, team. And really just to go back to our core values, work, hard work, uh, you know, things like that with our creed. And uh, it's, it's been really special. Coach, we'll go over on our right side alongside the wall. Edwin Stanton, Tuscaloosa News. Coach, could you talk about Seth Williams and his progression that he's made? And do you see him being a go-to receiver this year? Seth Williams is one of those freshmen I was telling about that. 
you know, he got thrown into action because we had some injuries, and he has great experience. Now, he's a guy that you can put out there and you can throw it up, and they can have two or three on him. He's got a chance to come down with it. You know, Seth's just really working a lot with the little things, understanding leverage and, and understanding blocking without the ball, playing without the ball, and he's worked really hard on that. And, you know, I've seen improvement in the spring. We're going to be asking a lot more of him this year than we did last year, but uh, I really feel like he wants to be good. And I will tell you this, he's coachable. All right, we'll go in the center section alongside the aisle. Price Everett, Alabama News Center. Um, Coach, you obviously brought three uh, huge leaders for your team here today. Who are some other key leaders on the team that you really look to to help bring up the younger guys? You know, I think it really starts with those eight guys that were juniors that, uh, you know, that, that chose to, to come back. I mean, I really think that's the core uh, leadership. Uh, seniors, I believe we got 23 seniors, too, that, you know, our, uh, our, our guys can look to. But, you know, it's really something special when you got that many guys that have a chance to go to the next level, and they choose to come back. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why they come back, but um, that kind of goes back to why I say this team is uh, not only hungry, but they've got a chip on their shoulder. And they feel like they have something to prove. And uh, the years that we've had leadership like that, it's worked out pretty good. Coach, we'll go back over here. The guy you know, Bob. Yes, this is, uh, I got a 10-part question for you. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I had a, I had a couple, uh, but did have a two-parter. Will Hastings, how's his health? Uh, what are you looking for out of him? I, I know you and Chad Morris are friends. Chad obviously had a rough first year. Um, how much do you guys talk? What advice maybe have you offered him? And what do you, how do you expect Chad to yeah. maybe bounce back this season? Yeah, Chad Morris is one of the best football coaches that I know at, at, at any level. Uh, the thing about Chad, he's took over a similar situation at SMU and just, just got to be patient. Uh, you know, he's uh, – <laughs> But yeah, he's a friend of mine. We do talk often, and uh, he's the type of guy that you, you want to root for. He's a good guy. He does it the right way. And uh, so we're re really excited for him. He'll get that thing going in a short period of time. Will Hastings, uh, Will Hastings from Plasky Academy in Little Rock, an Arkansas guy, came as a walk-on. I recruited him as a walk-on kicker. Uh, he was kind of one of those trick-on side guys. And I put him in there against LSU one time, and he kicked it out of bounds and did it one more time against Mississippi State. Didn't work. I fired him. All right. And then uh, we, had, we had some depth issues in the spring at wide receiver. We put him in there, and it took about a week to figure out credit he's pretty good and uh, now he's ended up being one of our, our best players I think I have a chance to, to play in the NFL but will last year not having him it really hurt us I mean will can get open versus any anybody covering a man-to-man situation and you know he looks like he's about 13 years old too so if you ever see him you wouldn't think he was an SEC player that's will go over to our right to the right. Hey, Coach Bruce Marshall, Sports Byline USA. You made some staff changes on the offensive side in the offseason. You're calling plays again right now. So talk us through what was your thought process to make you decide to change that, and what are the roles for Kenny Dillingham and yeah. Cody Burns now in the new staff? Yeah, when I decided to go back and call plays, and, and you know, that's – Really, that's uh, you know who I am. I'm an offensive guy. That's what got me to where I'm at. Three years ago, you get advice and all that. And of course, I made a mistake. 
And, um, you know, when, when Chip left, which Chip is an outstanding football coach, and he's going to do great at Troy, but when he left, it's just the reality, like, what now? And just decided to get back to being me and call him plays. And it's been a very refreshing thing. Uh, I know the bowl game, we played very well, but just, you know, when I'm back in the swing of things, the day in, day out, coaching on the field, what happens is the whole team takes on my personality. It just feels natural. I wasn't real good at standing back and watching. And when I decided to do that, um, you know, I felt like I needed to hire somebody that was good at coaching quarterbacks that understand a little bit of our system that was okay with me calling plays. And, of course, Mike Norvell, the head coach of Memphis, is my former GA. He's an outstanding. He's also one of the smartest coaches I know. But he learned under him. Kenny did. So it was a natural fit. And right off the bat, I mean, even in the bowl game, you know, Kenny Dillingham's upstairs and just, you know, helping me through everything. I mean, it was really natural. I feel very good about that. And you ask about Cody Burns. You know, Cody Burns has been with me a long time. He's co-OC and those two guys right there I'll lean on a lot uh, they're both very young energetic smart guys and understand you know how we think and of course the addition of Cadillac Williams too you know very excited that we have Cadillac Williams uh, back at Auburn coaching our running backs a wonderful human being um, you know he's, he's as good as it gets and and Wesley McGriff came back you know on the defensive side of the football we had him uh, two, three years ago he goes and be as a coordinator another school we got him back I mean I'm real proud of our staff hey we'll stay over in the same section just to row back uh, Josh Pate WLTZ Columbus Georgia uh, coach I know you talked a lot about the difference between the offense you may have run last year and then you taking over play calling duties again this year uh, I've heard you talk a lot about pounding the ball really placing an emphasis on the run game which you know draws safety and vertical over the top play action how important is the intermediate pass game in the offense that you plan yeah. to run this year? Yeah, it really a lot of times it depends on how defenses are playing. But, you know, in this league, if you're going to win a championship, you have to be able to run the football effectively. And you're going to have to get where they'll roll an extra safety down. And then you've got one-on-ones on the outside. And, you know, our philosophy is to run the football and throw it deep. And whatever the defense gives us, that's what we should be able to do. And that's really the core and playing fast. Um, you know, we're going to get back to really playing fast. You know, you look back, and I guess I, I, 2009, my first year at Auburn, we were playing fast, and I don't know, I think we were one of the few, if the only team playing fast, and other teams were griping and all this. Now, everybody's playing fast. And even the ones that had health issues and all that, they're all playing fast. So now it's not the same advantage it once was. And you got to stay on that cutting edge and you've got to evolve and everything that goes with that. Right, additional questions, please raise your hand and we'll get a microphone to you. All right, we'll go back over here to Bob. Um, hey, hey, Gus, you mentioned Cody Burns. Um, he's from Fort Smith. You, you probably know that. Um, well, what kind of coach is he? Uh, you know, how's he? What, what's the best thing? What's he bring to your staff? Yeah, Cody Burns is uh, is a guy I got a chance to, to to watch grow up. I'm from Fort Smith too, like you know. Um, 
and got a chance to watch him grow up. As a matter of fact, I was coaching at Springdale High School. He was the quarterback at one of our rivals at Northside High School, and so I recruited him when I was at Arkansas. And then I got here to be the coordinator in nine at Auburn. He was one of our players. He was a big part of our national championship team in 2010. He caught the first touchdown in that game. And uh, he was a GA for me, and just he knows how we operate. He's a bright uh, young man with a bright future. He'll be a head coach at this level. Uh, Cody's got everything it takes, uh, you know, to be a big-time coach. Still on the same side. Jimmy? Jimmy Heim, Sports Radio, Knoxville. Gus, you talked about the assets of, of Gatewood. What about Bo Nix? What are the things you like about him? Yeah, Bo is a guy that we recruited for a long time, like Joey. We knew a lot about him. Uh, you know, Bo is a great competitor. Uh, you know, a true freshman coming in, I mean, from day one when he stepped on campus, he was had the mindset that he was going to be the starting quarterback, and I think that's rare. Um, you know, him and Joey both have done a good job trying to win over their teammates, understanding that's a big factor. But uh, but Bo's a lot better athlete, I think, than most people give credit. Um, like I said, he's got a chance to really be special, as, as does Joey Gatewood. And hey, we'll go here in the center section. This right out. Uh, Price Everett, Alabama News Center. Uh, Coach, a lot of talk this week about the uh, transfer portal and how it's affecting recruitment and just general uh, team management. How do you feel about the transfer portal, how it's going, and how it's affected Auburn? Yeah, uh, the transfer portal, I think everybody's got an opinion, but I think the bottom line is I think it's probably here to stay. Um, the biggest challenge, I think, from a coach's standpoint is roster management. And I really believe the teams that can manage their roster the best, it'll be an advantage. You know, that, that's a big challenge. And any time the first year you learn, and I think probably every head coach in the country learned. But, uh, you know, I think moving forward, you're going to have to know about the heartbeat of your team. You're going to have to be able to predict certain players may leave, may not. And then I think there's something, too, about relationships, just having those real good relationships, those honest relationships with your players, with their parents, and everything that goes with it. And I think the teams that can do that the best, I think they'll have an advantage. It will go all the way into the back of the center section. Brooks? I guess uh, Brooks Cabina from The Advocate. Um, following up on the freshman quarterback battle there, how do you, in, in the era of where more players have options and it's played out at other schools, how do you, how do you foster a, you know, a, a competition like that and, and, and have that in your program? But also does that, knowing, knowing that players have other options, how do you kind of prepare a, you know, a staple of quarterbacks in that way? Yeah, I think it's similar to the, what I was just kind of answering that, you know, just being honest. And, but, you know, for us right now, we got two freshmen that are that are competing uh, for the job. And uh, we got Cord Sandberg as our number three quarterback that we really feel really good about him once he gets back in the swing of football. He played professional baseball for five years. But, uh, you know, it's just something, like I said, uh, you got to develop great relationships with your players. Uh, you got to be honest with them and I think you got to develop great relationships with, with their parents too but uh, you know I think we're real in really good shape and really good hands with our quarterbacks and don't expect any to be leaving all right we have another question up here on the right hand side get a microphone to you AB. coach I wanted to ask you about your two receivers uh, 
Anthony Schwartz and Sal Canella. What do you expect from them this season? Yeah, Sal Canella is a guy that um, you know made a big time catch in the first game last year against Washington, and you know he's very versatile. He knows every position. Uh, you know, in our offense and our receiving group. And I really think Sal's in a, in a good position to take that next step. Uh, Anthony Swartz, uh, I've coached some really fast guys before, but he may be at the top of that list. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys that are track guys that uh, they have trouble keeping their speed. Once they put on pads, he's got real speed. And really what stood out to me is, I mean, he's a football player. Uh, he does the dirty work. You know, he blocks. And, you know, you got to understand, he didn't even go through the summer last year. He showed up in August because he was traveling the world with uh, track. And uh, for him to have the year he had was really unbelievable. And I think he's going to be a huge weapon for us this year. I mean, you know, when you've got a guy that has real speed like that, that changes the dynamics of defenses and everything that goes with that. All right, Coach, thank you for your time this morning. Okay, thank you all.